0: Helping families be happy. Welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family love and relationships. I am your host, Dr. Carla Marie Manley, a practicing clinical psychologist, wellness advocate, and author based in Sonoma County, California. I've teamed up with Familius Publishing to bring you nourishing real-life information about love, family, relationships, and life. And now I am thrilled to introduce today's lovely guest, Bailey T. Hurley, who will be talking with us about her upcoming book, Together is a Beautiful Place. And I cannot wait to talk with Bailey. And if we've any luck, we might even hear from one of her three little children during (laughs) our interview. So if you hear any wonderful little people, those are, you know,
1: That's Bailey's world. So welcome, Bailey. Oh, thank you so much. This is really exciting. I've been reading some books published by Familius for a year now to our kiddos, um, and it's been so fun.
0: Absolutely. familiar. you know, the books, reading, well, let's just start there. Reading is such a wonderful way to connect
1: yes. and
0: to whether you're connecting with children or part mm-hmm. of a book club. And so I'm a firm believer in the familiar values of reading together, loving together, learning together, playing together, you know, <laughs> all of those values and so many more that are part of the platform. And so I thank you for bringing another level of book Mm -hmm. reading, which Mm -hmm. is a book that focuses on friendship. Yes. But before we dive into that, (laughs)
1: let's tell our listeners a little bit about who you are. Yes. So I am Bailey and I am a friendship coach, a writer, a speaker, but also the majority of my life is being a mom. And it's watching my three kiddos. I have a five-year-old, a two-and-a-half-year-old, and a a three-month-old. So we're pretty invested in the lives of our children and what's going on. And I would say just the physical demand of feeding, picking up, dressing, bathing, all the above. So I would say if you ask me like today, like what's going on in the life of Bailey. Guess I love when I get to come and podcast and get to share about connecting with peers, also connecting as friends with your children. But I would say I I am mostly mom. Mostly <laughs> mom. Mostly mom. And yeah, pickups and lunches and changing diapers. You know,
0: it's so interesting that you're you know you're talking about this stage in your life and how important it is to you and how devoted you are to it, and. Clearly, you know, I'm talking to you, you have such peaceful, beautiful energy, (laughs) and I imagine you bring that energy to the world of your children. Before Mm. we started, I met your baby very briefly, (laughs) and baby is absolutely beautiful and clearly very peaceful. And I think that having a grounded parent who is invested Mm. in things like, as you said, being your child's friend of course their mother but also engaging in important tasks like changing diapers with joy you know reading to them with joy and picking up after them with joy all of those things so wonderful Mm -hmm. and so you have three little ones and you and your hubby right? So that family Mm -hmm. is five right now. And so you're a friendship coach.
1: Tell us what is a friendship coach? (laughs) Yes. So a friendship coach is just your advocate that stands outside of maybe, you know, my client's friendship situation. So typically when someone's coming to see a coach, it's because they're either in crisis or they are lost. So that's typically like what I, what I see. So someone who maybe has, you know, had a transition in their life, whether it's, you know, moving to a new city, graduating from college and having a transition in friendships there, maybe it's just, yeah, it's becoming a mom and you're not sure how to manage the responsibilities of these new relationships, as well as maintaining your old friendships. And then there are women, you know, who will approach me who are in a real serious situation, whether it's, you know, a, a friendship that has crossed boundaries, it's become toxic and unhealthy, or there has been some hurt words that have been shared, that's another time that someone looking to have a voice in their situation, that's again, like third party, they don't know any of your friends, kind of speak wisdom, insight into that. And then I like to provide some action steps. So, um, you know, providing things, whether it is working on making friends and working through some old harmful narratives that they've told themselves or if it's a crisis like hey here is some ways you could respond which way feels the safest to you and to this relationship that you have and I always like to check in to say like how's it going did you try you know the things that I've mentioned have you seen any good positive results from that so that's kind of what a coach a friendship coach might look like
0: wonderful so if a friendship coach in my eyes audience, you can't see, but I get a chance to see the baby right now. (laughs) Baby's beautiful. And he's talking a little bit. And so if he joins our conversation, three voices is good. All right. So we'll look at your work with friendship. Mm -hmm. And let's imagine, for example, you're a new mom. Mm -hmm. You're feeling isolated from your friends. It's you and baby or you and Mm -hmm. baby plus plus you know, other baby, other baby. What would you say to that mom who's feeling
1: isolated with no one to connect to? Yes. I would say first, you know, I'd ask what are kind of your just accidental community, like run-ins, you know, if she does, she's a part of a mom circle or a music class or a church or has friends from work, just really being able to assess, okay, where do I have the potential to just run into other women who might be like me who might be in a different season and then after that I always say you have to take the hard step of introducing yourself and it's so funny I think people you get it's it's scary it really is even as adults we carry the same nerves from childhood of being kind of afraid to say hello um and so that's kind of that you know first step be bold introduce yourself and then get the phone numbers. I always say, if you just leave a conversation that you sort of felt a connection with someone and you say, well, I hope we catch up soon, or I hope I get to run in or we should get together, but there's no phone number taken, or there isn't a date plotted on your calendar in your phone. Like the likelihood of you running into them again, organically is pretty slim. So it really is being able to say, Hey, can I put your number in my phone real quick so I can follow up for us to get together. So very much you need, you got to be a little bit proactive about those friendships what for moms or for really any adults, but definitely, I think moms have the flexibility to carry on uh, friendships, maybe in the work day where before they might've had to wait till after work hours before they could, you know, get to catch up with a friend.
0: I really love how you laid it out so beautifully, something that can be used as you're saying, whether you're a new mom, whether you're, you know, an older person who's feeling isolated and alone, that it is that idea. I love, look for the accidental community. Where might you find people that you can draw a little closer? Mm -hmm. And then I love how you said, do the hard step, you know, just say, Hey, Here's my number. Here's my card. Let's connect. How is Saturday, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because, you know, I've always said that for every person who's feeling alone and isolated, there's somebody probably within steps of you, who is feeling the same. And if we're all behind closed doors saying, oh, I'm feeling alone and isolated, nobody's going to connect. And so what you're coaching, what you're advising is, well, make the hard step. Somebody's going to, maybe not everybody (laughs) has time, but somebody's going to respond and say, oh my God, thank you. Yes. Right? Yes, that sounds fabulous. I always
1: say, give the gift of going first, you know, because we're all scared. So be the first one to kind of say, hey, I'm looking for friends and interested in, in getting together with you. I think, uh, you know, friendship dating is often like real life dating. And I think what holds people back is they're afraid that if they ask this person to be a friend, that maybe they're stuck with this friend now for the next decade, you know, what if they don't actually click or get along? And, you know, I think there's so much freedom to say, it's okay to grab coffee with someone one time and it didn't work out, like it it just was okay. And you can go your separate ways and there doesn't have to be a lot of drama in that. But I think that's, it's another scary thing to say. Oh, like I made the, the, the step to say, Hey, I really want to connect, but then you think, okay, maybe I don't anymore. And it's, it's not as big of a deal. I think to uh, walk away from those more surface level relationships, you know, without, without shame or guilt. So I think that's something else that with the, with the fear of asking someone, it's okay. If you, you get together and and it's, it's kind of blah, you can, (laughs) they won't, they won't be offended. I promise. It's such a good
0: point. And even if somebody is a little offended, that's a really good opportunity to practice boundaries and realize not everybody is going to feel like soul family, like (laughs) somebody you really want to go deep with. Mm -hmm. And even people, and I imagine, well, this is a shift into a question. What happens when you've been a friend with somebody for a long time and they've been a member, let's call mm-hmm. it soul family. And then all of a sudden, because you're a new mom or because mm-hmm. life changes have happened and you realize this person and I aren't on the same page anymore. They're not mm-hmm. really, they don't feel
1: like part of my soul family, maybe like a peripheral person. Yes, what yes. do you
0: do? What would you tell someone?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I like to call those friendships, nostalgic friendships. Mm. And these are actually unhealthy friendships that we cling to because we feel like we have to, because maybe they stood next to us on our wedding day, maybe because we went to high school together and we have memories, you know, so it's just this nostalgia of like, I think we have to be friends. So like I'll kind of, be friends with them. But there's some research out there that these like vague relationships are just as harmful as having no relationship at all, because you're in this constant state of wondering, are we friends? Are we not friends? Should I reach out? Should I not reach out? Are we close or not? So the vague like the vague impact of, of that relationship is actually like harmful to our emotional mental state. It's, it's not a healthy place to constantly be sitting in and wondering what's going on. So it's, again, it's okay to move forward. Sometimes you have to have a conversation. A lot of times you don't, but if you did have a conversation, you might ask them, Hey, where do you see our friendship going from here? You know, whether you guys haven't been in touch or you haven't been, you know, seeing one another regularly to just, go and just put it on them and ask, do you see our friendship, you know, moving forward and, and going the next couple of years? Is this something we can walk together in as we are in different stages of life and discerning, is this someone who, yes, who can go go all the way? Or is this someone who, again, is a wonderful memory. It's that again, that's nostalgia. It was like so good for the time that you were in and it's okay to not to let it go.
0: Absolutely. And I, I think probably let me know what you think about this.
1: Do mm-hmm. many of those nostalgic friendships tend to fade away on their own? Yes. If you absolutely. just let them go. Just and like- yes. And so I think that's, again, that's the permission though, to feel like, Oh, but I should still like be reaching out because we, we were friends, you know, back then at my workplace that I don't work at anymore. And it's just saying it is, if it's naturally faded, it is okay to release it. And again, it's all, it's all that guilt and that shame of feeling like, ah, I should have done more uh, to stay connected. And it's really, it is, it's okay.
0: And if it's meant to be, often they'll come around. There will be some sort of connection that brings you back together. But yes, I agree with you. Guilt certainly does keep people doing things that might not be the healthiest for them. Right. And so, knowing sometimes when it's time to, as you said, just let something go, just let it go. And if it's meant to come back, it will. Mm-hmm. So, and I also love how you talked about vague relationships possibly being, or maybe, you know, always being as as toxic as no friendships, that sense of isolation. And it makes sense because of vague friendship, one where you're not sure where you stand, or you're liked or you're not liked, or you're close or you're not close. That would breed a great deal of anxiety, wouldn't yes, it? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely yeah and I guess the point would be question for you do we want friendships in our life that add value not necessarily that they're always easy but that mm-hmm. help us be a better person or mm-hmm. feel connected feel loved feel safe was that mm-hmm. what would you recommend what do, <laughs> makes a healthy friendship
1: uh, I think you really nailed it on um you like you hit the nail on the head with the word safe um, that those people who you feel safe to, take risks, to grow as a person, like those are the kind of friends that you're looking for because you, because you want to, you want to have a place where you can land after you've made a mistake at work, or you feel like you failed as a, as a mom, or maybe you, I don't know, had a, had an argument with your spouse, whatever that might look like to have a place you can come and you can be yourself and you can share and you know, you're going to be loved and accepted. You have a place to belong. So yes, it's those safe, safe friends that really allow you to, to grow into who you, who you're meant to be.
0: It's so interesting when you phrase it that way and knowing that you're a mom, how so much of that is exactly what makes a good mom as well, isn't it? And a good partner. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That core of being a genuine, good, solid, trustworthy friend. Doesn't mean that Mm -hmm. mistakes aren't made, but you know, everyone, moms, everybody make Mistake. So that is tremendous. So
1: you've encapsulated this in your upcoming book. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Together is a beautiful place. It will be out April. You could pre-order it now if you would like, but yes, together is a beautiful place is all about kind of, I think, acknowledging the loneliness that we feel. And instead of allowing loneliness to kind of make you a recluse because it you can have like two different responses when you feel lonely. You can either kind of like close in on yourself and then what I would say isolate, which just kind of furthers the loneliness, or you can choose to fight for togetherness and you can choose to be be together, I guess is kind of where I was going with that. But yes, you can choose to fight for togetherness and the book kind of tackles all the different things and the barriers that keep you from togetherness and what you can do to Make sure that you are reaching out, that you are fighting back against, you know, lies of like, I'm too busy or I've made mistakes in the past or no one would ever want to be my friend to friendships in different seasons. How do I manage that? How do I come back from a friendship conflict and then experience the beautiful reality of what it looks like when you are together in community? I You said that so beautifully, and one of the big takeaways I'm getting is that...
0: It's so important to have not a quantity of friendships, but a good quality of friendship. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones because, especially the way so, social media, you know, we think everybody's <laughs> our friend, and if we have three thousand friends, we're good. But if we have thirty thousand friends, we're even better. But mm-hmm. really, our brains, our beings, don't sort of have the capacity for that many oh. true friendships. Right. We, sure. Yeah. Research does tend to bear that out, and it sounds like you're advocating. Wait, look at your friendships yes. and. You're giving people, you know, don't have, you know, don't self isolate, but instead reach out and form the friendships that have a good quality to them.
1: Yes, absolutely. Ah. You said that wonderfully. Well,
0: thank you. I'm just picking up on all of the beautiful information (laughs) you're putting out there. So, your book is out in April of 2022. I am absolutely thrilled and so excited. (laughs) I don't have a copy yet, but I will. And so, As we start to wind down, are there any three, four, two
1: key ideas you'd like to share or emphasize? Yes, I feel like a lot of folks who are coming to this um, podcast are family minded, family oriented. And something I just want to stress is that, you know, when you are becoming a good friend to your peers, you're also modeling good friendship to your kiddos. And this can be whether if you're a grandma or if you are an, you know, an, an aunt, an uncle, a cousin, you, know, you all have influence in the lives of the little people that you're around. And so being a good friend to them, practicing generosity, respect, um, I think even showing them what it looks like to apologize when you feel like you, you know, wronged them in some way. You know, these are all things that will help them grow to be good friends. Um, so I don't know. I know for me, as I've watched my son enter kindergarten this year, it has been such a stressful thing. And the biggest thing is, will he have friends? You know, will he fit in? Will he fe- be, feel comfortable? And and it all starts, um, that confidence starts, you know, in the home with you, whether you're babysitter or nanny or, uh, yeah, just any kind of, I think, relationship to kittens you can begin to, I think, foster their friendship skills by practicing it with them every day. So beautifully
0: said, just so beautifully said about how important it is one part of having healthy friendships is modeling that behavior that when you have a healthy friendship, you're teaching your kids what healthy friendships looking, what healthy friendships look like. And I love that you talked about generosity, respect. And healthy apologies that we all make mistakes, but in a good friendship, being able to know it's okay. In fact, it's necessary to say, I'm sorry, I'll do better next time. Uh, thank you for sharing that
1: yes absolutely
0: (laughs) so i know it's time to wrap up little one needs you and i so thank you little one for sharing your mommy with us today (laughs) it's so fabulous so thank you thank you bailey for being with us it has been such a pleasure
1: to share time with you yes where can our listeners find you yes so you can find me at BaileyTHurley.com. That's where you are going to get, you know, resources. You can get some friendship journal prompts to look through. Oh, I got an angry little guy. <laughs> but All then right. I feel like my daily conversations are happening over on Instagram. And that's Bailey.T.Hurley. Excellent. So that's Bailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y,
0: Taylor middle name T and Hurley H-U-R-L-E-Y. So thank you so much for being with us again. And as we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank Familius Publishing for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. We'd be thrilled if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes and social media. If you'd like more wonderful Familius content, be sure to visit us at Familius.com, where you will find our Habit Hub blog, as well as a spectacular selection of books for families, such as the upcoming book, Together is a Beautiful Place, that we talked about today. One step at a time, we can and will make the world a happier place. Thank you for sharing your time with me, Dr. Carla Marie Manley. It has been such a joy and a pleasure. Be well and shine as only you can do. We talk. Together. Learn. Together. Play. Work. Eat. Together. We laugh. Together. Heal. Together. And we love forever when we read. Together.